Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Very excited to be doing another Q&A today. And this one is more related to binge eating. So I did do a previous Q&A. It was more of a personal Q&A about what my life was like stopping binge eating, like what life is like after that, becoming a coach, what my hobbies are outside of coaching, um, the favorite part of my job, and just so much more. So if you want to learn more about kind of my personal life, you can go back to episode 200. That's when I did a more of a personal Q&A. But today is going to be all about answering your binge eating related questions. So I'm sure you guys are super duper excited about that. So we're just going to go ahead and dive on in. I did make a post on my stories to just, you know, if you guys have any questions, you can ask me. And there were a few that I'm going to be talking about today. So the first question was, 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 was the first question was recovery hard for you? So, you know, I think this is kind of tough to answer because I think like anything, like any journey, there's going to be really good days where you're feeling high, you're, you know, feeling like you're making, you know, really good progress. And then of course there's going to be days where you're not feeling your best or there's a bad body image day, or you just binge. And I think a lot of people have this, you know, misinterpretation where as soon as you start day one, your recovery journey, that means that you're never going to have a binge or you're never going to have a bad body image day. And you know, binge eating, emotional eating, overeating, working through body image, it's all part of the recovery journey, right? And, you know, for me, I think the hardest part for me truly was not giving into those damn urges because honestly, like that was really tough for me. And it's like, I would intellectually know the consequences that would come with every binge. And I would try to tell myself, like, you're going to be bloated. Like, this food doesn't make you feel good. You know that you always regret it. But that was just never enough to make me stop. You know, that was never enough for me to say, okay, that's it. Like, just don't give in. It felt like this compulsion. It felt like I just had to, you know, and of course, you know, I learned specific tools that helped me in the moment to not give in. And of course those were still helpful, but 
sometimes it's like you can learn all the tools and still not apply them. And just being straight up and honest, like I started learning some of the tools to, you know, when I felt that urge to binge, that would help me not give in. And I still sometimes would struggle with using the tools because I wanted to binge. Like I say this all the time, but it's like, I didn't want to have to like use the tools because I'm like, no, but I want to binge. And if I, in, in my mind, if I know that I'm using these tools, that means that I can't binge and I don't want that, you know, but I also really learned the mindset piece. And this is why, like in my program, I, you guys, I literally have a program called stop the urge. And I literally teach you exactly like what to do the moment an urge comes on, but more importantly, the mindset piece, because like I just finished saying on my recovery journey, I started learning what to do when I felt that urge to binge, but it was still hard for me to not give in. So in, in this program that I've created, stop the urge. I have an entire training on the mindset piece because you've got to rewire your limiting beliefs. You got to, you know, shift your relationship with the urge to binge. You have to work on the identity piece, right? Like there's so many other aspects that go into it. And if you don't really work on the mindset piece, then your, your brain just reverts to what's easiest and what's familiar, AKA I'm just going to give into the urge to binge, you know, and even these thoughts of like the urge is way more powerful over me or like, I'm, I'm just going to give in because that's what I do. Or, you know, I feel like it's so much stronger than me. Like all of these thoughts we have to really rewire. Um, but that was honestly like one of the hardest things for me is that damn, urge. Like it was so freaking hard. And then also like, of course, you know, I spent almost like my entire life dieting. So what also was really hard for me was like getting back in tune with my hunger and fullness cues, you know, because I was so used to restricting myself. And when I would be hungry, I wouldn't allow myself to eat. So that kind of broke trust with myself. And you know, my body really just stopped sending me those hunger signals because basically like I wasn't even paying attention to my hunger, hunger cues. And then when it came to my fullness, like I always had a hard time knowing when I was full because on the other side, I was binging all the time. So I was so used to eating past physically full that I didn't even know what full felt like for me. You know, even when I after binging, I was still doing a lot of like overeating. So it was really hard for me to understand, like, am I full? Like, am I hungry? So that was really, really tough for me, truthfully. Um, but you know, I think like anything, you know, if you've spent so many years dieting and not listening to your hunger, like it's going to take some time for it to come back. But I think this is also important to understand, like why, the journey to recovering from binge eating is not going to happen overnight because it's like, there's so many, like there's so much like programmed in your mind. And even for me, like I was used to, okay, I'm hungry. Let's say at, you know, eight in the morning, but I'm like, oh no, I can't eat until this time. Or, you know, I just ate and it's been 30 minutes. So I probably shouldn't have a snack. Like all of that requires rewiring of the brain. And for me, I had to do a lot of like, 
breaking free from diet culture, I had to like rebuild trust within myself. Of course I had to get back in tune with my hunger and fullness cues. Um, but that was definitely a process, you know, trial and error, um, and just being like paying more attention to my body. Cause I think for so long when I was restricting and then binging, it's like, I was like just escaping my body. Like I didn't want to feel like I would numb out and binge. And then I would, you know, starve myself and I, you know, I would be hungry and I wouldn't listen to my body. So it was a really big process of like reconnecting back to myself, um, rewiring my brain, getting out of diet culture, and then also like increasing, you know, my self love with within myself, because like when you love yourself, you listen to your body, you stop when you're full, you know what I mean? Like you're not trying to escape your body. You're not trying to punish your body. Um, so that was a little bit tough for me too. Like, my hunger and fullness cues. Cause like they felt broken. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't even think like there are hunger and fullness cues in my body. Cause I can't hear anything. Um, what else? I mean, at the time, so January 31st of 2019, that's when I joined a program and I got support, but I felt like an imposture because you guys have to remember at the time that I was recovering from binge eating, I was also a personal trainer. I was a health coach and I had my fitness studio with my husband, well, boyfriend at the time. But when I was in that program and I was so nervous of like somebody finding out, I was so nervous of like other people in the program, you know, judging me or, you know, maybe even following me on my social media account. Like I had so much fear and I even had like a VA working for me at the time. And I would purposely like not post in the group that I was part of because I didn't want any notifications coming up because I didn't want my VA to see that I was in this program. Like there was so much like secrecy, like there was just so much fear. I felt like an imposture and it was, it was tough. Like I personally don't think I really took advantage of the group as much as I wanted to because I let fear hold me back. But there were some moments where I'm like, no, like I paid to be in this program. Like I deserve freedom just as much as everyone else. And, you know, I knew that there were, there were like therapists in the program. There were other, you know, health people in the program as well too. And that's why, like whenever a personal trainer reaches out to me, I'm like, girlfriend, like I I get where you're at. Like, you know what I mean? There's no shame. There's no embarrassment. Like I get it. Cause I was actually the personal trainer myself. And I'm like, so proud of you for reaching out for support because not only are you, know, you going to help yourself, but you also get to help your clients. And, you know, I was really doing this for myself, obviously, but you know, I knew that like when I learned all this information, I can really share it with, you know, the people that I loved as well too. So, um, I think there was that, Um, definitely, you know, wish that I used the group support a little bit more. Um, but I also think too, like I struggled with a lot of, um, bloating issues. Okay. So digestive issues, bloating issues at the time that I was recovering from binge eating, you know, like there was a lot of, uh, digestive issues, hormonal issues. Like I put my body through hell and back for so many years of restricting and binging and all these different things that my body was like fighting against me. And I was trying to work on my bloating and my digestive issues, like my health 
and also experience food freedom. And I'm not saying that you can't have it, have it all, but my recovery looked different than other people that maybe didn't have other health issues that I did because I wasn't just navigating, like getting back in tune with my hunger and fullness cues. And I also had to work through like my bloating, like that made my, my body image issue so much worse. And then I also had to kind of deprive myself from certain foods because some foods didn't cooperate with my stomach. So it wasn't like, you know, I had the same journey as anybody else. And, you know, I've, I've worked with clients that have like PCOS or I work with clients that have ADHD and like, you know, there's always going to be other things. Um, but for me, when I was trying to navigate it both, it was a little tough because I'm like, I want to be able to have food freedom, but I also like, don't want to eat foods that make my body feel like crap. And of course I've worked through that and I've really mastered that of how to have food freedom, despite if you need to restrict due to certain health issues. Like I have mastered that you guys. So if you are struggling, like I can definitely support you with that. Um, again, it's like a lot of like the mindset piece. Um, but I just had to understand truthfully that my definition of food freedom will be different than other people. Like when I was in the program and I had to maybe do things a little bit different because of my digestive issues, my food sensitivities, like that is okay. You know, like everybody's recovery journey is going to look different, but that is something that I had to work through on top of ending my binge eating, you know? Um, so I think those were like the, the things that were a little bit tough for me, um, giving into the urge to binge, um, and then just like, you know, kind of letting the fear of like my, my job and like my title of being a personal trainer kind of hold me back and then working through the bloating issues as well too. Um, but you guys, there were like so many really freaking good days. Like I am somebody that if I'm going to do a program, like I am going to like ask my questions. So I got the, like, it was like a VIP option. So in addition to the group calls, I also got like some one-on-one support. I just figured I'm like, if I'm going to do this, like I'm literally going to go all in. So I really liked that. Like that was actually really good for me. Cause I had like, I had more, um, one-on-one support. Um, and then I showed up to the calls, you know, I asked my questions and that's what I really liked. I liked having somebody to like ask my questions too. that's been there, that's done that, that gets me like literally fully understands me. Um, every week I was like feeling in momentum because there was that personalized coaching, you know, like whatever I was struggling with that week, I would ask my coach and then she would give me the feedback, give me some step-by-step tools. And then that was like, that's what really gave me momentum, you know? Um, and then I also found like an accountability partner in the group. And this is actually what I recommend to my clients that I work with, especially in my academy. Um, I always like tell them to like buddy up with, you know, other people, because when you're talking to other people in the program that are going through this with you, it's literally life-changing. Like it's, it's a huge game changer. And that was really helpful for me to have that accountability, the personalized coaching. So of course there were things that were really tough, but also like I had support and I don't, I don't know how I would do it without support. In fact, I tried for so many years and that's why I joined a program, but that's the honest truth. Like 
there were tough days. Absolutely. But there were also some really good days and I'll never, ever forget like the wins that I had one Christmas, you know, I had Andrew's parents over and Andrew's mom brought this apple pie. And I remember like not even for a second thinking about, should I have it or should I not? It was so effortless for me to be like, that looks good. I want the apple pie. I had a piece of apple pie, zero urges to binge, zero guilt. And I was like to my, to, to Andrew, I was like, I can't even believe I just did that. Like, it feels so incredible. And there were so many of those days, you know, feeling so proud of myself of not giving into the urge to binge. Like it was everything to me. So good days, bad days. This is recovery. Um, But I will say, of course, it is so much easier when you do have support. So that was my my recovery journey in, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell. Um, okay. The next question is I'm feeling a bit hopeless because I've tried a lot of things and they don't stick any advice. Well, first of all, I want to say like, I don't think there's anything more frustrating when you've tried so many different things and they don't stick. Right. Like I, I definitely understand that. I don't know, obviously what you've tried because this was an anonymous question, but What I always say is like, you have to explore what you've tried in the past and why it didn't work. Because it's not about like, how many things did I try? It's more about why haven't the things that I've tried worked? And how can I really extract feedback from that to find something that will? So for example, if you've tried all different diets, doesn't matter what the diet is. Diets, our diets, right? So if you've only done like a bunch of dieting, whether it was Weight Watchers or Ketos or tracking calories and macros or restricting yourself, of course it didn't stick. Like, of course, you know what I mean? Like dieting is not the same as recovering from binge eating. So if you're just depriving yourself and you're having these crazy rules, like nobody would be able to stick to that. So of course it didn't stick. Um, and of course it didn't help to stop binge eating because it's, it's not what's required. It's like when you're dieting, you're depriving yourself and you're intensifying those binge urges. And when you're recovering from binge eating and you're healing your relationship with food, we're doing our best to weaken and get rid of those urges to binge. Um, but anything like, you know, keto or intermittent fasting, like I remember, um, I started off with a meal plan and then from the meal plan, I transitioned into, you know, tracking calories and macros. And then when I couldn't stick to that, I remember doing like, well, I also did like 21 day fixed portions. Um, and I, nothing I can stick to even intermittent fasting. I tried keto. And you know, when it came to intermittent fasting in my mind, I'm like, Ooh, this is not a diet. Like I just have to, you know, I can eat whatever I want within these windows. Uh, but the reality is, is it's still rigid. There's still rules. There's no flexibility. You're beating yourself up. There's the perfectionist mindset. So if you look back at everything that you've tried If there was deprivation, crazy rigid rules, no flexibility, it causes you to get into that all or nothing mentality, the perfectionist mindset, you are beating yourself up, you're feeling bad, you're feeling guilty, of course it wouldn't work, you know? Another thing too is like, how long have you tried things for? Because when I first started intuitive eating, 
I felt completely out of control. And I was like, there's no way intuitive eating is going to work for me. But I didn't try it long enough, you know, and nothing is going to like not one particular tool is going to be magical in like you do it once and you're going to master it. So even when it comes to intuitive eating, like I said about like getting back into with your hunger and fullness and all of that stuff, like that takes time. So when people say, for example, like intuitive eating doesn't work for me, I'm like, well, if you've tried it for a week or even a few months, like sometimes that's not enough time. You know, especially if you've been dieting for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and you try something for a week and you're like, this doesn't work. Like we have to really have emotional intelligence to say like, well, it didn't work because I didn't give it enough time to work. Right. I gave up intuitive eating so many times, you guys. And I pulled up my fitness pal. I redownloaded my fitness pal so many times because you know, I didn't give it a long enough chance for it to actually work. So there's that. And then even like, you know, even when it comes to like meditation, let's say maybe you've tried meditation and you're like, I'm still binging. Well, it's not that meditation doesn't work, but meditation alone isn't going to all of a sudden stop your binges for the rest of your life because there is benefit to meditation, right? It, it increases the size, the thickness, the amount of folds in your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible to help you to make more rational decisions. But at the same time, it's like meditation's not going to help you, you know, make peace with trigger foods or meditation isn't going to help you with, you know, a triggering comment that somebody says about your weight. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's, that's one piece of the puzzle. It doesn't mean that it didn't work, but if you're just meditating every single day and expecting yourself to stop binging, like there's so many more aspects to it. So, so I would say that as well too. Now, if you've tried doing things like, you know, distracting yourself when you feel the urge to binge or just filling up your schedule so much and you stay busy or calling a friend or like, you know, trying to, distract yourself when you feel the urge to binge, that also is, is not going to work because it's, it's not your fault. But the thing is, it's like those things don't get rid of the urge. Those things don't rewire your brain. Those things don't help you to become less impulsive with food. So sometimes it can feel like, oh my gosh, I've tried so many different things. And you probably have, because I tried so many different things. But when I looked back and I said, okay, what are all the things that I've tried? macro counting, intermittent fasting, keto, 21 day fix, you know, um, distracting myself, you know, trying to not eat at a certain time. Like all of those things actually weren't supportive in recovering from binge eating. Maybe they were, you know, helpful in terms of like weight loss, but it's not what's required to stop my binge eating. I needed to learn how to rewire my brain. I needed to learn how to become less impulsive with food, build up self-trust, make peace with trigger foods. Like there's so much from it. And the truth is, you know, you need somebody that can really look into what you've tried and create a custom plan for you. I have so many clients that feel the same way. But I've been coaching for a while and I can really see the blind spots and be like, 
okay, based off of where you're specifically at, based off of what you've tried, this is what I'm hearing. And this is what you need to do. Like I'm, I'm like so good with that. Now I can really catch my clients like blind spots and point them in the right direction because every single individual that comes to me, every client that I work with, like there's different blind spots, so to speak. So for example, one of my clients, she kept overeating at most of her meals and it wasn't really like binging. It was kind of just like grazing. And, you know, I said to her, I said, well, I think based off of what you're saying in terms of your life, I said, you need to add more pleasure into your life because it sounds like there's not a lot of pleasure going on in your life right now based off of what she was sharing with me. And I said, if you're not having pleasure, your, your body is searching for that pleasure. So it's, it's, it's grazing. It's grazing a little bit here, a little bit there, because it's like it's trying to get the pleasure that's that's not there. Right. Another client was allowing herself to eat what she wanted. Right. You can have the, the cookies. You can have the sweets. You can have like there's you know, I'm allowed to eat it, but there was still mental restriction going on, the guilt, the shame and the judgment. So we really needed to work on that. Right. So I'm, you know, it's, it's very important to have somebody that can kind of see your blind spots, because even for me, when I was in the thick of things and I was trying intermittent fasting, I didn't know that that could maybe intensify my binge urges. I was just doing what I, I don't know, I thought I knew would work, you know? And then when my, my coach told me, she was like, Hey, like, you know, instead of that, try this, or instead of this, do this, like you're able to really get out of that that funk. Um, but I, but I think what's, you know, more important than anything is to not look at your past and use that as evidence for why you can't stop binge eating. Cause it's really easy. Like when you've spent money and you tried so many different things, like it's like, Oh, nothing's going to work, but you cannot compare recovering from binge eating with a coach who has gone through binge eating and is going to teach you step-by-step strategies to, you can't compare that to going on a diet or following macros or going on intermittent fasting or doing keto. It's not nearly the same. And most people will say, look, I've tried so many different things. So nothing is going to work. But it's not that nothing's going to work. It's just that you haven't found the solution that was number one, right for you. And number two, right when it comes to recovering from binge eating, that is the difference, right? If maybe you've even seen a personal trainer, their expertise, expertise is putting you through a hardcore workout. Maybe you've gone to a therapist, you know, and maybe they didn't specialize in binging. So you didn't feel understood. Or maybe you went to a nutritionist and they just put you on a meal plan and you're like, I feel even more guilty, right? So it's not that there's anything wrong with you. It just maybe what you tried in the past wasn't specific to what you actually need. And I think that's very important. Don't look at your past and say, I've tried all these things. I can't stop my binge eating. Number one, you have to give it time. And number two, you actually need the proper tools to rewire your brain out of these habitual cycles. That's really important. Okay. Okay. The next question was just pretty basic. It says tips for emotional eating. So this is very common, you know, and I I think, you know, many people don't know how to stop emotional eating because so many people don't know how to process emotions. And we weren't taught that in school. It's not like, 
you go to class and you're like, okay, step one, step two, step three. It's like, you know, many people have been told that even being emotional is bad. You know, maybe when you were younger, it's like, don't cry. You're fine. Like, get up. Like, you're okay. So you have to, first of all, allow yourself to cry, be upset, be angry, emote, um, and stop labeling emotions as good versus bad. Like, you're stress is not a bad emotion, just like happy is not a good emotion, right? Emotions are just energy in motion. And when you allow yourself to feel, you can actually heal. When you allow yourself to cry, to to feel, to emote, you actually allow the emotions to release. They don't pent up in your body. And therefore, you're so much more connected to your body. Because when you have all these emotions kind of stuffed in your body, you become disconnected from your truth in your body. Think of it like this. If you have emotion stacked onto emotion stacked onto emotion, it's that much harder for you to listen to your body and tap into your intuition. One of my mentors used to say, you become emotionally constipated. And it's true. Like if you have all these emotions, you can't hear or feel your intuition. So you actually have to feel the emotions that you're experiencing. And, you know, just even two simple questions you can ask yourself, you know, what do you need right now? What do I need right now? And how can I just love you more? You know, what do you need? Like, what are you actually wanting? It's not food. So what are you wanting? Maybe it's love. Maybe it's validation. Maybe it's safety, comfort, acceptance. What do you actually need? And then how can I love you more? You know, showing yourself that that respect, that that love, because you know that just turning to food is, is not going to give you what you need, right? And if you're struggling with emotional eating and you find yourself turning to food when you're emotional, when you're bored, when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, even though you know you're not hungry, it's not about the food. You're actually not wanting the food. You are wanting to cope with your emotions. You're wanting to feel the comfort, the pleasure, the relief that food you know is going to give you. And through repeated action, you've actually trained your brain to use food to soothe the uncomfortable emotions and sensations that you're feeling. And now your brain literally knows one of the fastest ways to quote unquote, feel better is to eat. Like you've trained your brain. If you want to feel better, go turn to food. And you've created that association in your brain. I'm stressed. I can just eat. I'm bored. I can just eat. It's going to make me feel better. Even though, of course, there's so many other ways to feel better and cope with your emotions that are actually self-serving. So you know that food is just a temporary fix. It gives you, it does give you comfort and relief and pleasure, but it also comes with guilt and the frustration and the regret. So you need to learn how to better cope with your emotions so that you no longer even have the desire to soothe with food. When you become so good at managing your emotions, processing your emotions, having high level of emotional intelligence, you're going to be able to process and the desire to get those feel good hormones and chemicals through food is no longer going to be there. And I'm actually hosting a masterclass, which I'm really excited about at the end of the month on exactly how to break free from emotional eating and self-sabotage so that you can use food for health and hunger 
not cope with your emotions. So I'm actually going to teach you my very simple step-by-step process for how to cope with your emotions without food so that you can still experience the pleasure, the relief, and the comfort that you're longing for without the guilt and the regret that comes with emotional eating. So if you are dealing with emotional eating right now, and you really want to break free from that, break free from the emotional eating self-sabotage, you can click the link down below in the show notes. You're going to see all the details there for my upcoming masterclass, which I'm so, so excited about. Okay. The next question is, which people did you tell when you were going through this? Is it important to talk to somebody? So right off the bat, 1000%. I think it is so important to talk to somebody about this because it can feel so isolating. Like when I was struggling with binge eating, I felt crazy. I felt broken. I felt like nobody in this planet, in this universe would ever understand what I was going through because nobody talked about it. You know, like there was no talk about this. And I did tell, I think the very first person that I did tell, I think was actually, no, it was my boyfriend for sure. I was in college and I remember (laughs) I texted him because I was so nervous. I'm like, I don't even know what to say to you. I don't, I don't know how to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, you're just not going to understand. You're probably going to think I'm crazy. It's just so embarrassing that I texted him and I told him, you know, what I was going through. And I didn't say binge eating, but I, I said something along the lines of like, I'm eating a lot and I'm feeling really guilty. And like, I eat until like my stomach really hurts me. So I told him, obviously nothing changed because he didn't know what binge eating was. He didn't understand it. He's never struggled with it himself, but I did tell him, It did make me feel a little bit better, but it also made me a little frustrated because when somebody doesn't understand and they're trying to fix you and they're trying to give you all this advice because they love you and a lot of men are fixers and they want you to become better. It's like that also frustrated me because he would tell me like, well, you know, just don't keep the foods in the house or just watch your portions or just text me when you feel the urge. And I'm like, buddy, like that's, I'm like, you don't get it, you know, but it's like, I couldn't get frustrated at him because he didn't get it. Um, I also, I told my doctor and that was like disheartening because, you know, he basically just told me that I was stressed and, you know, everybody, everybody just overeats when they're stressed. And I remember getting into my car and I remember bawling my eyes out and I said, nobody is going to get me. If I'm going to my doctor and he won't even, you know, refer me to somebody or he won't understand, like I'm doomed. Um, I just need to take a little sip of my tea. Just give me one second. Okay, there we go. I've been talking a lot. Um, So told my boyfriend, Um, I also told my doctor, um, I did tell my mom because there was one point in time when I was personal training and I went home because I had clients in the morning and then I had clients a little bit later on and I wanted to come home obviously to binge, right? I knew nobody would be home and I can just eat whatever I want. There was something different about eating at home 
and just having like as much food as I wanted versus like at work because you only bring so much at work, you know, and it's limited to what you can eat. It's like you can only eat the foods that you brought. So I would love when I would binge at home because I would be able to have whatever I want as much as I wanted and all those things. So nobody was home at the time. And I remember going into my freezer and binging on chocolate chip banana bread like it was never I was never going to eat chocolate chip banana bread ever again. Like it was horrifying. I ate so much. I was so, so, so sick. And then I sat back down on my couch and my mom got home and I just started bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, I have a problem. And I don't think I still told her like I, I, I binge, but I told her, I said, you're not going to understand. Like I just keep on eating and eating and eating like this is not normal. So I told her, and, and, and again, obviously she didn't really understand, but you know, she's like, well, let's find some help for you. You know, like let's, let's try to figure out who we need to, to, to get you support with. So I didn't know. Right. So I looked up a therapist cause I was like, I don't know. That was, <sighs> you guys hear me talk a lot about this and I'm not bashing therapists at all because they're experts and they're incredible at what they do, but I did not feel understood at all. So I, 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 ta- I told my therapist and, you know, she just didn't get binge eating and she was supposed to be an expert in, you know, eating disorders, but she did not understand the things that I was saying. She kept on saying, you know, about my childhood and my stress levels. And it was really, really frustrating. And this is why I think so many people don't want to tell people because when you tell somebody and they give you advice that is actually not helpful becomes more frustrating. And that's really what it was like for me. I'm like, okay, I'm finally mustering up the courage to tell people, but now I feel even more broken because if my boyfriend doesn't understand me, my mom doesn't understand me. My doctor thinks I'm batshit crazy. And my therapist is looking at me like so confused. I must really be broken. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. So when you ask the question, is important to talk to somebody. Yes, a thousand percent. It's so important to let somebody know, but also talk to somebody who's been through it because you're not going to feel understood unless they they've been through it. And even with some of my clients that are telling their partners, you know, it's like sometimes they'll make triggering comments or they'll try to, you know, give you advice, but it's actually like, not helpful at all. And that can be really disheartening and frustrating when you want them to support you and they love you and they want to support you, but they don't know how. And this is why, you know, of course you guys having a coach is so important because, you know, having somebody who's gone through this, been through this can actually make you feel seen and heard. If you were to ask me like, what is one of the most important fundamental steps to recovering from binge eating, I, at the very top, I would hands down say feeling seen and understood because you can have all of the tools, but if you don't feel understood, they're not going to even be the right tools. You know what I mean? So that that's really important. That's my recommendation. Please tell somebody, you know, absolutely talk to somebody, but make sure that it is somebody that can make you feel seen and understood, um, to, 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 to make it make you understand that it's very common, but also understand that it's not normal. You know what I mean? It's, it's really that fine line. Um, okay. The last question was, 
Does your anxiety get better if you heal your eating disorder? Currently have anxiety, but not eating disorders anymore. But now I feel like I'm worried about food freedom affecting my anxiety. So, you know, I actually never really realized it, but I was very anxious growing up. I was always on edge. I was always needing to control things and have things be perfect. And for me, I was so worried, of course, you know, about the food that I was eating, the calories, you know, going out for dinner, eating in front of other people, even meeting new people. So I I did have actually quite a, a lot of anxiety. And when I healed my relationship with food and my binge eating and my eating disorder, the reason why I was personally less anxious was because I realized a huge reason why I was anxious in the first place was because of food. Like a lot of the anxiety that I felt brought up these sensations of anxiety, right? So, I mean, it's great that you healed your eating disorder, but when it comes to the anxiety, it is really important to tackle that because if we are feeling anxious, our nervous system is not relaxed. Our nervous system is in like a fight or flight response and anything can kind of, you know, throw you off the edge, so to speak, you know, like I, I, I think, you know, even when it comes, you said, I'm worried about food freedom affecting my anxiety. Well, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, giving yourself permission. Now you're able to like eat whatever you want. Sometimes that can impact your anxiety, right? Um, now, obviously, breath work is, you know, a really good tool to um, heal anxiety, Um, A morning routine, you know, being able to slow down first thing in the morning, calm your body, calm your nervous system. Um, I communicate my feelings and my thoughts. You know, that's really important. Like I work through them. I don't let my emotions bottle up. I, I allow myself to feel I work through the emotions. I communicate what it is that I need. Um, But when it comes to food freedom affecting anxiety, I think you have to remember this is your body. This is your life. Like what would be anxiety inducing to you? If you feel like, you know, maybe you're giving yourself too much freedom, you can pull back a little bit. If you feel like you're going out to eat too much and it feels like, you know, that's way too much. Well, then you can scale back a little bit. I would say, you know, have things that you do on a daily basis to regulate your anxiety because it's not a one-time thing, right? You just do something and all of a sudden the anxiety goes away. I can absolutely say that my anxiety is way less now that I've healed my relationship with food a thousand percent. I am way more calm. I'm way more patient. You guys, the things that used to bug me before, like even not even food related, like if something, you know, happened to my computer or a document and I like, or, you know, a change in plans, like I would be so anxious and, and that would bleed into my relationship with food. So now that I'm more in a calm, relaxed state, I don't have so much anxiety because I've healed my relationship with food. I've regulated my nervous system. You know, everything just feels a little bit more calmer, but it's a constant practice, you know, breath work, meditation, allowing yourself to feel, finding safety, safety with food, you know, safety with people, safety with your environments. Like that's, that's really, really, um, important. So that's what I would definitely say. 
Um, but yeah, that was all of the questions, the binge eating related questions. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I, I love doing Q and A's because I, I just thrive off of you. Give me a question and it's like, I have an answer to it. So I love these so much. So I hope you enjoyed it again. If you are interested in support and coaching more specifically my emotional eating masterclass that it's happening at the end of the month definitely be sure to check out the link in my bio i'm going to teach you exactly how to break free from emotional eating and self-sabotage you can learn better coping strategies and no longer even have the desire to turn to food to self-soothe so i'm very excited click the link down below for all the details Other than that, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode.